All right, welcome into another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast, the NBA edition, the playoff edition. Rob Parker here, Martin Weiss there, who uh, viciously attacked me on uh, Twitter and social media. So you know what? When I'm attacked, I attack back, Martin Weiss. How are you? I, w- I wasn't even attacking you. All I was doing was watching the rest of the internet take their victory laps on Devin Booker and Trey Young. And I said, wait a minute. I'm old enough to remember me in February clamoring, pounding the table, shouting to the heavens that Trevin Booker and Trey Young were two of the top 30 players in the NBA, should have been all-stars, and it bared out throughout the course of the year. That's all I wanted. But you, old man, as soon as somebody mentions Rob Parker, it's all, you know, you, you know what you wanted to do, but you couldn't do it. You wanted to block me. Just like you blocked so many other people that you that come at you on Twitter. You wanted to block me, but you couldn't because you know I know you in real life. That's why you didn't do it. You know what? You're spot on. For the first time, you're spot on. Otherwise, you would have been blocked. Because you could you could take your victory lap. You don't have to tag me on Twitter. What are you tagging me for? I was on the show with you. I remember that. Oh, are you trying to convince me of what you said a few months ago? And I'll stand by what I said. You got revisionist history because they were in the conference finals. At that time, they didn't deserve on, to be on the All-Star team. Yes, because, they did. No, they did not. Listen to the argument Trey that Young I made. Had a, losing, had a losing team. No, no, he did Go not. Go back and listen to the argument that I made. I, I went back and listened to it this morning, Rob Parker, and edited it up and put it on Twitter. So I know. February no. 24th. Go back and listen to it. They didn't deserve it. Right. There were other guys on better teams who were playing better. They didn't deserve it at that time. And now they're balling out. I'll give them credit. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Zion it. Williamson, that better team. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, Jalen Brown, that better team. Then the, okay. That, okay. Cool. Cool. But in any event, the Atlanta Hawks last night put on a show. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but I picked the Hawks in this series. I picked the Hawks at six. Um, and I picked them because I had a feeling that Trey Young would be able to just completely uh, – if, if they can't keep him out of the paint. We've been talking about it now for the last three weeks, or last four weeks. None, none of these teams can keep Trey Young out the paint. New York couldn't do it. Philly couldn't do it. And Milwaukee's not going to be able to do it. And I just – after watching – after watching, I don't see a way that Milwaukee, outside of benching Brooke Lopez, I just don't know what Milwaukee's going to do. Yeah, I think it's too quick of a reaction just off of one game. You know, you got to make adjustments. Everybody does it. When somebody wins a game or somebody loses a game, all of a sudden the series is over. Oh, yeah. You know, I hear so many people do that. And then so many people are so wrong on series because they they think, I mean, I'm not there. I don't think Milwaukee's that great, but but Middleton's not going to have 10 points. You know, one day he has 38, next day he has 10 points. He's inconsistent, so he didn't play well. I, I think there's a combination of stuff. And Trey Young and and the Hawks have been surprising and have been able to come back uh, in the playoffs and, and, you know, especially in that Philly series. I think there was a lot of issues there. I'm not that big on Milwaukee. Milwaukee's lucky to be in the conference finals because of injury. And if, uh, if uh, Kevin Durant wore a size 11 instead of 17, the Nets would be in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things working. I'm not, like, hell-bent on Milwaukee, but I'm not really ready. I'm, if I had to pick one, I'm still going to pick Milwaukee in this series over Atlanta, 
and I'm not going to be reactionary off of one game. But sure, does Atlanta have a chance? They've been a storybook uh, season all year, firing their coach, uh, bringing in Nate McMillan, you know, who's been around and, you know, has had regular season success. He hasn't had playoff success. So a lot of people are now on the, oh, Nate McMillan. Well, Nate McMillan hasn't. Go look at his playoff record prior to coming into this postseason, and I'm not knocking him. But now everybody's writing this other narrative that he's always been this great coach, which he has been a really good coach during the regular season, but not so much in the postseason. So anyway, my point is he's done a hell of a job. And the Hawks obviously are in a great spot, but the series is far from over. So I'm not there yet. But the thing is, this isn't revisionist history after watching one game. This is me watching the entire Milwaukee, Brooklyn series. From the start, what? Let's go over some. No, I just want to. What did you? Who did you pick uh, in the East? You picked Atlanta. No, I picked Philly. Okay, so so now all of a sudden you're telling me that uh, you knew Atlanta would be here. I'm just trying to figure this. No, I thought it was going to be Philly, and I thought it would be Milwaukee. No, I had Milwaukee right. So, but I I missed that tweet. Oh, by the way, where I you know had that one right. But anyway. No, um, you had so many other ones wrong that I, you had way yeah, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, in any event. Did you no. see, wait a minute, hold on. Did you see the Fox Sports tweet I retweeted to you? I'm not on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, I don't I'm, have picks up there. What no, do you want me I'm to do? If I, was, if, I was in a, if I was in a 30 whatever rack pick them thing, then, then talk to me about that. But no, I don't care what Bernie Fresco or RJ in Vegas is betting. I want to know me versus you. I Mano. Who's leading? I'm just asking you for. Who's I don't care who's leading. You know that's fine. You know okay. what? You can. I'm just asking. No, I'm just saying that that's perfectly fine. You're leading. And when Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Radio gives me a full time spot on the odd couple and gives me a slot to pick picks, then talk about who's leading. If I'm not in the competition, I don't care. But you wouldn't be Does leading. You're in the competition. That's my. I'm point. not in the competition, so that's it's irrelevant. Big. I want you to understand, and you better recognize when you. I covered this league since 1987. What year were you born? I was born in 1989, and they know what they did in 1989. They played defense, and I, that's why I said the Nets weren't going to be able to go to the conference finals. They weren't why, going that, to the finals. That ain't why they didn't now get listen, this now, you want and a that's, and that's, you want now, a listen false, here. You want a false listen narrative, here. man. Stop it. Come on. And listen here, but that's that why I'm picking the Hawks to beat the Bucks. That ain't why they because the Nets should have beaten the Bucks. The Nets should have beaten the Bucks. Oh, I have no idea to this they day had, right they now. Had, they had two of two of their three players who were their top players. No team can win. James Harden was hobbled in game seven. And and uh, no no uh, Kyrie. Don't act like that's the reason. If All right, pipe play, down. I'm agreeing with you. That's why I picked Atlanta. The Bucks are frauds. If if Kyrie's ankle doesn't turn, then the then the Nets are in the then the Nets are in the conference finals. No if KD hits the three, the Nets are in the conference finals. Even with even without Kyrie. And, right. and, and even with the so that's why I picked Atlanta because Milwaukee is fraudulent. They are fraudulent. They don't they do not deserve to be here. They don't have a curveball. They don't have another alternate. They don't have anything. There, there's no adjustment. When you look at Mike Budenholzer, he has the same face the entire postseason. It's this face of like, oh man. You know what it really reminds me of? Like, that was a loud noise outside. I hope somebody didn't hit my parked car. He just look of like all the time. It, there's, it, like, what are they going to like? And the idea, I understand you're saying Chris Middleton is not going to have 10 points, but you know, he, he's so hit or miss 
The only guy you can really depend on in that team is Giannis, and you can also depend on him not to be able to shoot the ball yeah, in that situation. I've also, seen, I've also seen your Cinderella down by 26 and down by 18 and be bailed out. So I, it's not like they've been a juggernaut. Atlanta, I have an issue with that they have been been buried in games and been allowed to get out. And if anybody's playing them, and I know Milwaukee's also coughed up big leads. I've seen it. But I'm saying Atlanta, that's what scares me about them. They've played poorly and shot poorly in games. They played great yesterday. I watched them. The Milwaukee Bucks lost a playoff game by 40 points. You know? No, I I just said that. But I'm just saying Atlanta has as well. So before you – I know a lot of people – Atlanta has not taken – Atlanta has not lost a game like the Bucks did to the net. Yeah, but they They were down by 26 to Philly. They were down by another game. They won that. Yeah, but but I look at Philly – and looked at those guys as frauds because they're the ones that choked it down. I mean, you can't lose a 26-point lead at home with Dr. J and Allen Iverson in your building. I mean, what, what was that? I'm, I don't, I'm still shocked. And let's talk about it. If I was Philadelphia, I would have fired Doc Rivers. So I'm dead serious. And you could talk about Ben Simmons and how poorly he played and how this guy's just non-aggressive and, and done – how are you going to win when you take four shots or no shots in the fourth quarter? You can't play like that, and everybody's making these kids. Well, that's not his game. He's a he's a distributor, and he's a, a defensive player. No, he's at the basket. You got to dunk, and you pass the ball when you're at the basket. No, it can't happen. And Doc the idea, the, I was, the, 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 the idea that Ben Simmons passing up that dunk is somehow acceptable is like like. It would be like saying an offensive lineman shouldn't fall on a fumble because he's not a running back, right? right. Like that's it's, 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 oh, right. He doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's part of the job. Like go dunk the ball. You're right there. There's one step. Like I don't care who you are. If you're on an NBA court, you should be able to make that layup or at least attempt that layup, right? Like you have to shoot it. You have to shoot the ball, right? Um, that's that's yeah. as bad as it gets. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think the Sixers made a big mistake when and, and Chris and I said this on the Odd Couple when he was hired. How do you hire a guy who choked down a 3-1 lead? You know what I mean? Like, that's your you're, – you're showing, oh, we want to get to the finals. We're going to bring a guy who's now struggled and choked down multiple 3-1 leads. I give it. I get it. Doc's won a championship, right? We got that. 2010, I get it. But, man, since then, it's been a rough ride the last 11 years, and now the Sixers have to live with that. I'll say the with the bubble, I don't want to I don't want to like give him a super big pass because there was a long list before the bubble. But I would say the bubble was an unfortunate situation for everybody. I kind of give people a pass for that just because it was so unique, so different, and so and everybody had the same set of circumstances, but no one could have planned for those circumstances. So that's that's why I kind of give that one uh, a mulligan. And But what I really want to know here, though, is with Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey being a new brain trust in Philly, like, beforehand, maybe there's an edict from the front office, like, yo, you have to play Ben Simmons, right? You have to play Ben Simmons. There's an edict from the, the GM or whoever. But that person's not in place anymore. I don't understand. As, as, and the, 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 the real rub of it, if Ben Simmons doesn't get in foul trouble, what I think is in game five, Atlanta would have won in six. They would have won in, even, uh, in six games. If Ben Simmons hadn't came out, Ben Simmons was just the way he was just being a non-factor in the game, and 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 Doc just continuing to ride him is really problematic. But I I don't know where else he was supposed to go, and everybody said well, where else is he supposed to go. But the thing is, Rob, 
they lost. It was a seven. Like you could have, if you just had regular backup point guard play, you set a standard like uh, what is like a league average, like a war zero zero point guard across the board. Philly wins that series. No, I get it, and and that's the the, the worst part about it. My only issue is that of of the 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 blowing the leads, you know what I mean? Like not making adjustments. You got to admit, and, I, and whether it's fair or not, Tyron, Tyron Lue has made adjustments with the Clippers. They don't have Ka- a, a Kawhi, right? They still got to the Western Conference Finals. Even the two games that they lost in Phoenix, both of them are by the razor's skin of their teeth. Would you, add, would you, would you agree that if Kawhi was playing, they would have had a chance to win both of those games? No, they had a chance to win without them. Right. That, that, that's, so all I'm saying is that's what bothers me about Doc and what, what's happened with that. They signed him to a five-year contract. I, they're not going to do anything because they owe him four years of money. You know what I mean? But, wow, back-to-back years, that's a tough pill to swallow. And now I'm convinced, Martin, they got to break that team up. And, and if you ask me, Joel Embiid, I get it. The concerns about his being injured all the time. He's always on the deck always rolling around, grabbing something. You know what I mean? But you can't have a Ben Simmons in this league. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, during the regular season when it's um, when you're running the floor and you're on fast breaks and you get easy layups and all that, you know what I mean, in the, in the flow of the game. But that's not the postseason. So, so having Ben Simmons play the way he played during the regular season and then be invisible come postseason doesn't work. So if I'm if I'm going to uh, trade one of those guys, it's going to be Ben Simmons. This is a shooter's league. You've got to have guys who can shoot. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said on a scale of 1 to 10, I think it's a 4 that Ben Simmons is on the 76ers roster at the start of the season, a 0 that he is on by the All-Star break. Like, I think his, his trade value might be so low right now that, that, uh, that it might be just really hard to get off of him. But – he, to me, he's the perfect small ball five. I don't understand why the team doesn't see that. Like, and maybe why Philly doesn't see that. And I, cause th- to me, that's just, I mean, Ben Simmons, they, people say he could be like Draymond Green. He needs to be a more dogged defender, in my opinion, to be like the Draymond Green. But like, he would be better at what Draymond does. He's faster than Draymond. He's more athletic than Draymond. He gets up and down the court faster. Like if I had, if I was coaching Ben Simmons, I'd be like, "Yo, if you get the rebound, let's push it. If not, you're gonna play in the dunker spot. You're gonna yeah, be on the block, moving from block to block." I, I get that, and and I'm sure there's a place for him. I just don't think Martin that he fits with Embiid and with what they're doing. I just I, they I don't play the I, same position. Right. They should play the same position. That's what I'm saying. Right? He's in, he's uh, um, Ben Simmons is what six ten. He's a big guy, right? He's a big yeah. guy. So. So he needs the space there. He blocks it up for, for Embiid to make him shooting three-pointers, right? Because he needs to be closer to the rim. I, I just don't think – I understand having those kind of talent and not wanting to give up those kind of player, give up a player like that. But if it doesn't go together and you can't get to where you're trying to get to, which is to get to the finals, right, and, and have a shot at a championship, they were the number one seed. They won all these games during the regular year. It doesn't work. It didn't work. I mean- if you, did, if you just look at the formula of how, like, playoff teams find success, if you, have a big, if you have a big guy, you have to have an individual shot creator. Like, look at, look at the teams that we've seen so far. Look at the teams who are left. You have Atlanta with Trey Young. You have uh, the, Clip, the, the Clippers 
with Paul George and Kawhi before Kawhi got hurt. You right. son, you have Devin Booker and Chris Paul, another guy who can create his own shot. Like when when the shot clock is dwindling down, even though he's been out for the last two games. And then who Milwaukee, the frauds, right? <laughs> who shouldn't be here because <laughs> Brooklyn had everybody who could do that, right? And Kevin Durant, try as he might, showed he was that guy in two in games five and seven. Right, he played. He, he scored forty nine. I mean, he played great. If his foot doesn't touch the line, he's a hero. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's that close, and it's unfortunate. But I, I, I'm not. I'm just not so sure that Atlanta and their miracle ride. Do they run out of gas? I hear what you're saying. You could look at it and say, yeah, they're going to keep doing it. I've seen them play badly and uh, fall behind big time as well, and go on these real bad cold shooting streaks. I've seen it. Uh, but they just keep shooting, and teams have let them back in the game, mostly Philadelphia. So we'll see uh, where that goes uh, forward. So the Los Angeles Clippers now are down 0-2 for the third consecutive series. The grave is half buried. Rob Parker, how do you feel coming still, into the game three with Chris Paul returning? I still think they've got a chance to come back and win this series Uh Phoenix didn't do anything other than win two games at home, which is what they should do uh, in the playoffs. They they held home court. Uh, we've seen the Clippers have unbelievable uh, bounce back and resolve. I'm, I'm just amazed at where they are. They really had a chance to steal um, game two, and they were in game three until the final. They were down. I want they lose by six in game one, and I think um, – the Suns scored the final four points. They were down by two, you know what I mean, late. Mm -hmm. So they've been in these games. They, they, they're coming home. If they can win game three, I think they have a shot to, um, to get back in the series. And I don't know if Kawhi's coming back. I mean, there's no real news on him. So I'm going to say that they have to keep playing. Obviously, if you don't have your best player, you're going to be in trouble. But uh, I'm not, I wouldn't count them out yet, not just yet. Yeah, I'm – I, uh, again, picked the Suns after they beat the Lakers to go to the finals, and I think it was wide open. But I'll say, like, Ty Lue in the last two, in the last two uh, playoff series has been I, – I mean, if they had it, like, playoff coach of the year, right? You know what I'm saying? If they had it just simply right. for the playoffs, like, the adjustments that he's made through the playoffs have been incredible. However, I'm just wondering, without the, – the, the biggest adjustment that they made in game three against Dallas and in game three against Utah was, all right, you know what? You, right there with the big old hands and the braids, Kawhi, Cyborg, you go take the guy that's been lighting us the hell up the last two games. They don't have that this year. They, I mean, they don't have that now. And, and, and people talk about Paul George is a good wing defender. I was watching him get blown by by Cameron Payne, like, like on a carousel reel last on game two. Yeah, but, but game two came down to him missing two free throws. He's an 87% free throw shooter. And in the big spot, he choked down. He choked it down. I mean, he can't miss. You can't miss both. If you make one, you still can't lose, but you can't miss both. And other than that, he played great in the fourth quarter, brought them back. They were in position to win. They Phoenix got a great look at the basket, which you just can't give up with eight-tenths of a second. And you got your, your star player who brought you back. The narrative, Martin, you know this. Had he made those two free throws in the fourth quarter and won game two in Phoenix without Kawhi, what, what the narrative would be what would be totally different. It's that close. But he's still that player, and I'm not ready to give up on him. They have been incredible 
down 0-2 to Dallas. You've seen it. Down 0-2 to Dallas, uh, looking dead. And Dallas in game three, down 32-11 in game three before they turned it on. Same thing. Everybody, you had, I know you had Utah after they were up 2-0, right? Utah made easy work of them in, in Salt Lake City in the first two games. Not even as tough as, as they played against Phoenix. They played tougher against Phoenix than they did in Utah. And they won the next four games, which is incredible, including that big game five in Utah, right? After they tied it 2-2, they were able to come back. All I'm saying is I'm not counting the Clippers out. I had them going to the finals. I'm going to stick with them. Um, the only chance they have, really, is if they could get through one more game without Kawhi and if he can give it a shot. If he's shot and they win and get to the finals without him, I'll be stunned. I just can't see. They need one more guy. They would have won these two games with if Kawhi would have played. I, I really believe that. They'd be up 2-0 instead of down 0-2. Yeah, well, uh, the thing about it, though, when they came and they made those big adjustments, the big thing that they were doing were attacking the bigs. They went small. Terrence Mann, they were attacking the bigs. Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, Pat Bev, right? That ain't working this year because DeAndre Ayton is not he, – he's fast enough to get out there. He's fast enough to – like, it ain't it, – at least it ain't working yet. Yeah, like, but the Booker, way that the way that – Booker didn't shoot well in game two. And he'll, uh, will, he will tonight. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't shoot game – he didn't shoot well in game two, so it'll be – Interesting to see how that plays. They played they because he they shut down what he did in game one where he put up big points, and that was a big reason why they were able to win. Like I said, they're undermanned, obviously, when their star player is not there. But um, I'm not ready to write them off. They've been so resilient. They're one of those teams, man. You you look at teams and there's years and you go, how? Already more, no team in the history of the NBA ever came back from 0-2-2 times. I mean Think about that. In the history of the league, it's never happened. Isn't that mind-boggling when you think about how long the NBA's been around? That it's they're never just, been done? They're cockroaches. They will not die. They will. They refuse to die. If you've been watching the NBA playoffs from the sidelines, now is the perfect time to get in on the action with FanDuel Sportsbook. Because during the conference finals, new users get 30-1 to 1 odds on any team to win their next game. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. Right now, if you want to bet on the Suns, minus one and a half at minus 108 odds, you get $5 bet wins you $4.63. So it's a pretty easy decision of what you want to do here. There are even more ways to win on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's simple to use. It's got great pricing, exclusive always on promotions like 30 to 1 odds. Nobody's doing that, okay? It lets you get more action out of every game day, plus different deposit options so you know your dollars are safe. And getting your money is a layup. You'll get paid in as little as 24 hours. And ain't that what we're here for? Just sign up with promo code LP3 to bet the NBA Conference Finals with 30 to 1 odds. Once again, that's promo code LP3 to unlock 30 to 1, 3 0 to 1 odds on any playoff team to win their next game. Exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, Martin. Uh, Chris Paul is reportedly uh, coming back. Yahoo Sports said that. He's going to play in game three in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. Uh, of course, uh, had the COVID protocol and was missing in the first two games. And the Suns were able to win without Chris Paul. He's having a great year for them. Uh, how does he factor in? I'll be honest. 
I thought that Chris Paul's influence on this team has been overstated all year. And I think you saw it in these first two games. Like, do I think they need Chris Paul? Absolutely. Do I think they need Chris Paul as much as everybody lets on? No. I think Devin Booker is the most important player on this team. Um, and I think that bared out in the last two games. But what Chris Paul does is he provides yet another ball handler. And some of the things that you could see where at the end of quarters for Phoenix, like in the end of the at the end of the half and at the end of the third quarter, sometimes things are falling apart a little bit. Sometimes like they they're a little two for one. And the other thing that Chris Paul really, really does, and it's super important. He takes the ball out of Devin Booker's hands as a playmaker. So all Devin Booker has to do is focus on scoring, right? Like you saw Devin Booker first career triple double in the was in the first game of the Western Conference Finals, and then coincidentally follows it up with his worst game of the playoffs so far, right? Like why why is that the case? He's probably tired from running around doing, you know what I'm saying? From like from doing all this extra stuff he's not used to doing. So he gets another rest. He gets his guy back, Chris Paul back, coach on the floor type deal. And uh I'm leaning the Clippers tonight, but I think this bodes very well for the Suns. And uh, I think Suns and five would be my official prediction because we won't talk again before this is over. Yeah, I uh I expect the Clippers to win back home, get the series, uh, like get back into the series. They played two really good games on the road. They have no reason to feel like they don't have any confidence. Like that, that's just can't be because of how well they played in a in a tough environment against a team that had a better record than them. You know what I mean? Like during the regular year, and they were really this close to being 1-1, one, one, which would have been huge for them. and that, But but this is their MO. I remember 2004 covering the Pistons, Chauncey Billups and that gang, and, that, you know, they're saying that year was, if it ain't rough, it ain't right. And it was always a struggle. It was never easy. And the same thing for the Clippers. This fits their MO that they're down 0-2. Would it have been different if they would 1-1? One, one? Sure, it would have been easier, a little bit better. But this fits what this whole year has been about. They've been discounted, disregarded, disrespected, you know, not everybody has, has jumped off their bandwagon. I told you before, it's a clear case of premature evacuation. <laughs> <laughs> For you, perhaps. I never, I never staked my claim. I don't, you remember, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember after Kawhi left Toronto, I did a trolling and rolling on the odd couple, which I do on Thursdays with you and uh, and you and Chris Broussard. And I said one of my topics was Kawhi Leonard will never be the best player on a title team again. And you guys both trolled it. And However, you still with that? I'm just saying, you ain't been back since. That's two years ago. What are you talking about, Mark? Come on, stop it. Stop. All right. I'm just saying, you ain't been is- back since. Everybody's jumped off of them. Uh, they keep doing it. You did it. You thought Dallas was going to win. You were dancing around. You remember when Dallas was up 2-0 and you were like sticking out your chest. You put some bass in your voice. You were like, see, I told you. See, I told you this is what you were doing. See, mm-hmm. I told you. And you mm-hmm. were wrong. Then Utah went up 2-0. You were like, see, I told you. See, I told you. And then you were wrong. And you now, know what? If no one likes the hat yeah. in hand. Well, you know, I, I do think even though they've lost the last two games, I think that this team can compete. You know, and I picked them earlier, so 
you know, all they really did was lose two games. We've all heard it before, Rob Parker. So your official pick today, who is it? Talk to me. I got the Clippers in this game. They bounce back even with with Chris Paul uh, and no Kawhi Leonard. I just think that they they should have won one of those games in Phoenix and they'll bounce back. And, you know, and the other part, too, is reserves play better when they're at home, just more comfortable. So they'll get something. I think Reggie Jackson will have a big game for them. You get a typical Paul George. And uh, Morris shot the ball poorly in game two, Chris. I'm Chris. Uh, Martin. And, you know, I, I do the show with Chris every day. <laughs> and I did just bring up his name, too. I was talking about Chris. You did. That's funny. Yeah. But uh, Martin, and and so that happens. So Morris needs to bounce back, right? And a big game from Reggie Jackson. I think they get it done. Quickly, though, are you taking the Clippers one and a half or are you taking the Clippers on the money line? If you trust the Clippers like that, take that money line. Dwight, what do you need the insurance for? No, nah, I'm taking the Clippers plus one and a half. Yeah, that's what I thought, pal. That's what I thought. No courage in your conviction, all right? I also am taking the Clippers one and a half, but it's also because I don't trust the NBA to have a Western Conference final sweep. That's what's happening here. I get it. Rob Parker, you told me one time a long time ago, the NBA likes seven-game series. There ain't no way this thing is going seven. The way that the Phoenix Suns have been playing and the way the Clippers' health is right now. But there have but, been sweeps. Don't forget, the finals was a sweep when LeBron got swept in four games. You remember that? I do remember that. I do. That's Congratulations. You went, you went, check my watch, 38 minutes. Of doing content without mentioning LeBron name, LeBron James's name one. I think that's a record. Pack yourself on the back. I won three hundred wings from Shannon Sharp because nobody believed that they would get swept. That's all I'm saying. That's the only reason I brought it up. So I'm taking the Clippers tonight plus one and a half. I it would not shock me to see the Suns win this game, but I'm taking the Clippers. The gambling on me is taking the Clippers plus one and a half, even though. I'm actively rooting for the Suns because after they beat the Lakers, I said this was the team. Whoever won that matchup was going to win the finals, and I still believe that. So I feel I like the Suns a lot. I like them in this series. I pick officially Suns in five, but I think the Clippers are going to steal this one. All right, here's my lemon pepper parlay. I'm going to take the Clippers plus one and a half, and obviously this is the game of the night. And then I'm going to take Reggie Jackson. Over 18 and a half. I think he needs 25, 26 for the Clippers to win. I think he needs to shoot the lights out tonight. Uh, so I got those two. I'm feeling good about it. Um, and uh, Phoenix got lucky the last game. I don't think they're going to get lucky this game. My lemon pepper parlay today. Like I said before, I love the Suns. Absolutely love the Suns. But I think the Clippers have a really good shot to win this game tonight. So I'm leaning taking a plus one and a half just for the little bit of insurance. Wouldn't be surprised if the Suns win. I'm going to go ahead and do DeAndre Ayton to score 15-plus points and DeAndre Ayton to record 10-plus rebounds. I think that DeAndre Ayton is the biggest, almost probably one of the biggest mismatches in this series. Zubox can't, got nothing for him, and uh, he's not going to get played off the court like Rudy Gobert and Boban Manjanovic did in the first two rounds. So I like DeAndre Ayton. I think he gets a double-double. Uh, like I see a 20 and 10, 20 and 11 game. So that's where I'm going. That's the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast for this week. Uh, make sure you subscribe, listen, share with your friends, give a comment uh, about Martin, about me. And uh, next week, uh, 
We will uh, address what happens in the Clippers' miraculous turnaround and the first team in NBA history to come back from 2-2-0 deficits three times. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to clip the beginning of the podcast to see your tears rolling down. As you remember, you have to see me after the Clippers have met their demise. All right, so we'll do that and much more. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Peace.